You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, and welcome back to Bible Plus. Today we'll be looking at Acts chapter 22. In this chapter, Paul will be presenting his defense against the Jews who accuse him of turning people away from the law of Moses. And he's going to defend himself by presenting them with his conversion story there at the road to Damascus. Now, I actually got to do the Bible Plus on Acts chapter 9, which covered um, this is the first presentation of this. And I won't repeat all those points, but I will uh, summarize some and bring out some other things that Paul emphasizes that are not present in that first account. Uh, But also, I want to look at why is this what Paul presents to the Jews? Why is this his defense? Um, You know, surely this is not something haphazard. Paul, a rhetorician, a trained, uh, thoughtful person, surely had something specific in mind when he presented this defense. Now, he doesn't get to finish it, spoiler alert, but um, why would he present this at all? What did he hope to accomplish? Okay, so we pick up directly from Acts 21, the end, he's he's there at the top of the steps of the Roman barracks. You know, he's he's probably being held by a couple soldiers, and below him is this is this mass of of Jewish people accusing him of uh, blasphemy against the law of Moses and and seeking to kill him or at least drag him before the Sanhedrin uh, and and accuse him there. So he turns to the commander of the barracks and he says, you know, may I speak to them and. The commander gives him permission. He turns to them. He says, men, brothers and fathers, hear my defense, which I now make to you. And so what he presents, like I said, is is his trip to Damascus in which the Lord uh, knocks him off his horse. He says, I was such a good Jew. I was the most zealous. I was the best trained. I was willing to kill people that are are perverting our law, that that we see as as blaspheming against the law. He's he's showing the his accusers, I'm exactly like I was exactly like you. I was doing I was doing to others what you are now doing to me. And he says, but then something happened. What happened, Paul? God spoke to me. Of the voice from the heavens said, "Why are you persecuting me?" And Paul said, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you persecute. What shall I do? Go into the city. So as I said in in the podcast on chapter 9, but just to briefly recap, this interaction is going to set the course for Paul's Christian life and his ministry of the word. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. And Paul is going to answer that question fully throughout his Christian journey and throughout his ministry. Who are you, Lord? This is such a marvelous question for for us to have before the Lord, for us to consider thoughtfully, prayerfully, who is my Lord to me? Is, is Is he my Redeemer? Is he my rock? Lord, what are you? My Savior, my light, my bread, who are you? And this is a question, like I said, that Paul is going to answer across 
all the books of his writing and in all of his travels. And until eventually he, he, he says, you know, I know him in second Timothy one. And I think this is a pursuit that all of us are in right now, whether we realize it or not, we are answering this question in our Christian life. Who is the Lord? Who are you, Lord? Okay. Now, Paul's second question, the Lord doesn't answer. It's very interesting if we think about it. You know, the Lord is there speaking to him and he says, you know, who are you? I am Jesus whom you persecute. Paul recognizes this means these these Christians, these ones of the way, they they're these men and women, these physical humans that I, I've been binding and taking before the religious courts, that they're somehow the same. They're connected. They're related. They're, they're joined to this voice from the heavens, from there to God. God who is speaking to me from, from the heavens is joined to what a revelation that must have been to Paul. And, and, as I said in, in the chapter nine podcast, this also will guide his ministry on the body of Christ. And so he'll present us, you know, Ephesians one and, and first Corinthians 12. And we'll see the body of Christ unveiled to us from this kind of this starting revelation for Paul. Okay. But getting back to what shall I do, Lord? Well, why doesn't Jesus just tell him what he's going to tell him through Ananias? So he why why not eliminate the middleman, so to speak? Well, because the middleman, Ananias, is going to drive home this point that Ananias is going to speak on God's behalf. So that Paul recognizes that all the members, including Ananias, who we don't we don't know anything else about this man after aside from his encounter with Paul there at, in Damascus. Nothing else is written about him, to my knowledge, um, that that God is able to speak through his members. His when you touch his members, when you harm them, your heart, you're 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 touching God, you're persecuting God. And and in a positive sense, when God speaks, he speaks through the members to the other members. So Ananias was the one who commissions Saul at that time, later Paul, of course, that you he says. The God of our fathers has previously appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the voice from his mouth, for you will be a witness to him unto all men of the things in which you have seen and heard. And we saw in chapter 9 that, that the Lord told Ananias that, 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 Anani- that Ananias would go to, to Saul and he, that Saul is a chosen vessel to the Lord and let him know how many things he must suffer on account of my name. Paul doesn't mention that here in his defense. but um, So then Paul gets baptized, and he recounts coming back to Jerusalem and um, being sent out by the Lord, uh, ultimately to go to Antioch, where um, you know he will then be sent on his first missionary journey. So why does Paul defend himself in this way? Why, why does he present his conversion story uh, in response to these accusations that he's he's turning people away from the law of Moses, well, I believe that he is he is desperate that they would have the same experience. You recall that he begins his defense by identifying himself as with what they are now, 
Formerly, I was one like you. And then something happened to me, and now I'm like this. And if we'll read in Romans, there's a thread throughout that book where Paul is clearly desperate to uh, that his his kinsmen, according to the flesh, he calls them in Romans chapter nine, would be would be saved and would be brought into the way. So when Paul presents this to these Jews that are accusing him. I would say this is not just an attempt to um, absolve himself of crimes, to to get off the hook in a sense for what uh, what they're accusing him of, but is a, a a plea, an appeal to them with his own testimony of, please be saved, be saved, be saved like me. I was not so long ago just like you. And then God intervened, open to God. Paul doesn't treat this like a courtroom defense. He treats it as an opportunity for the gospel. Now, of course, the Jews say away with him for it is not fitting for such a man to live. So they did not receive his testimony. But you again, we sense Paul's heart, uh, not just for all men to be saved, like he says in 1 Corinthians, that by all means I might save some, but and particularly for his countrymen, the his fellow Jews, that they would be uh, the beneficiaries of the gospel. So we'll get the next part of the story in Acts 23. He'll be taken before the Sanhedrin and accused, and um, we'll see how they react to what he has to say there. But for now, uh, we'll wrap it up. And uh, I just encourage you all, Uh, to consider these questions. Who are you, Lord? What shall I do, Lord? And, And consider in all your situations, you know, Paul takes this opportunity for the gospel. Maybe we all take a lesson here and and look for the opportunity for the gospel in, in all of our daily activities. Thank you for joining us again on Bible Plus, and may the Lord bless you today.